ones who get it done. Watching a clip, it's uh, happened to pop up in front of me. I, I love these dudes who eat uh, burgers in front of protesting vegans. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? Just, that guys do that? Oh yeah, it's nothing funnier than that. Uh, you know, not just guys. I mean, but uh, I mean guys yeah. like you yeah. Guys. I love these people who I love. I love these people who just who show up at these vegan protests and eat burgers right in front of them. There's just nothing funnier than that. You can get in 654-7627. Um, make your Super Bowl calls. Get in Get in on it. I mean, how's it going to play out? You know one of the little props that I think is interesting? It is. Wait a minute. It is. Total number, total number of players attempting a pass. Over or under two and a half? Total number of players attempted to pass. I don't even know what the, the, the money on it is. It's on this sheet here over to my left, and it doesn't it doesn't list the uh it, it doesn't list the uh the favorite, the the money on it. Uh but over or under two and a half total numbers of players attempting a pass. And on this sheet of paper, the individual who checked it checked uh under. Under makes sense, but would you be shocked if it was over? I mean, any halfback pass, any wide receiver pass, any, you know, helmet malfunction, uh, injury where you have to come off the field for a second, which isn't likely. That isn't likely. But with Andy Reid, would you be surprised in a situation like this if somebody else threw a pass? I don't know if I would. I, it means that you just need one other pass by one other person other than the two starting quarterbacks. You know, you would think not, right? You would think these teams are good enough that, you know, tricks are for kids. They would avoid that stuff. But that's what these people do when they have too much time on their hands. They come up with these nutty ideas. <laughs> we saw it collegially. We saw it collegially, you know, just stupid stuff called by teams who have too much time to think about it uh, instead of just playing basic football. Jimmy, Jimmy, what's going on, Jimmy? Good to have you. I'm good. I thank you for taking me in. First of all, I want to tell you the funny part, then I get to the other part. The funny part is I've got an account in the bank, online banking. And from one month to another, they lose my password. And finally, <laughs> about 36 times, I tell the lady, she says, well, you're going to put another password in. I said, every month I have to do this. I said, after 36 times, I've run out of people, dogs, and cars. I don't know what else to give her for a password anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I've run out of you things I can up. remember. Yeah. 
Yeah, you used them up. And it's every month, no joke. It's a bank that's all over the country. And yeah, they, don't name them. I'm not going to name yeah, them. Don't but name it's them. Just, and I have another another bank account. Never have that problem with another another bank. I'm not going to go there. But I, I, I talked about what I was going to talk about. Now, I'm I'm really a person that don't know that much about basketball. But I did, I did some work in Little John years ago when Parnell was there. Do you remember him? Yeah, I was the one. Who, I was the one who was advocating for him to be hired. On well, air. Yeah. Parnell, Parnell would have his boys in the gym. Seemed right to me when I was in there. It was like every day, shoot, 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 uh, shoot outside the three point line. Be sure you can shoot foul shots. You didn't see him do a whole lot of defense. It was shoot, shoot, shoot. Do you ever notice that about him? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think he was a great coach too. I mean, I think he he was. He's a guy who rebuilt programs, and uh, and I thought he did a great job here too. Well, I mean, I, I actually got a chance to talk to him because I was there five days a week, like for a while, doing work in there, and uh. For some reason, he, he wasn't that hard to approach. And I, and I asked him, I said, you know, I never see you work on defense. He says, he told me, he says, well, if I can teach these guys to shoot, they, they can learn defense themselves. I just remember him telling me that. <laughs> if he could teach them to shoot, he said, if they, if they, if they, every time they shot, they run, he said, I ain't going to worry about defense. Maybe he was joking, but I thought that was, that was yeah. Hilarious. I think he was. I think he was probably joking. You know, they they ran a lot of full court pressure and diamond press, and they were uh, they were good at what but they his did. Guys could shoot. Yeah. His well, guys you know. Shoot. Well, you know. Yes and no. I mean, he had some teams that were terrible free throw shooting teams, and uh, he was asked uh, one time. Um, you know what? What you got to do? What do you have to do to improve free throw shooting? And he said, "Recruit better shooters." <laughs> that sounds like what I yeah. what I know of. But yeah. he had an answer. That's right. I appreciate you listening to yeah. me. Walt. Thank you, Jimmy. Good talking to you. Yeah, uh, that's one of my favorite responses ever, and it was it was right. I mean, you know, it, you get to this stage, you can only you can only teach so much. You can only take so many free throws. Either you can shoot or not. You know, and and his answer to uh, to struggling free throw shooting it was, was uh, what do you when asked uh, you know what do you do to fix the free throw shooting he said recruit better shooters. Um, man, he inherited. Man, he inherited a, a couple dudes who just were not basketball players. I mean, when he took over that job too, and uh, and I think he did a good job as well. I want to I want to get to a couple things on on uh, Clemson basketball in a minute. Uh, I, we, you know, at the end of this show yesterday, I, uh, read off the, uh, 15 hall of fame finalists and we didn't really go over any of them. I just, I said one thing about one of them. I just read you the names. We only had three minutes, but, um, but when you look at the names on this year's list, I, I don't know. I, Eric Allen, really good player, hall of famer, mm, the defensive back, uh, Jared Allen, um, you know, his best years were the five or six years he spent with the Vikings. Um, really good player, Hall of Famer. Eh, I don't know. Willie Anderson, offensive tackle with the Bengals. Um, 
I, I might give you a maybe on Willie Anderson. I sort of, I, I would sort of lean towards yes on Willie Anderson. Uh, Evans, the O-lineman from the Saints. Eh. Dwight Freeney, the defensive end from the Colts. I'm leaning yes on Dwight Freeney. I think Freeney was a really impactful defensive end, undersized, but I think he was really impactful in a game that had changed to a passing game. I'm leaning yes on him. Antonio Gates, the tight end for the the Chargers. Uh, I would lean yes on Antonio Gates as well. Um, I think he's one of the great pass-catching tight ends the game is has seen and he was an evolutionary piece in I think that element as well Rodney Harrison a really good player I would probably lean no Devin Hester it depends what you want to do with a specialist um you know I almost think a specialist has to be the best at what he did of all time and the the, the I, I would say the dilemma for Devin Hester is he's actually not Gail Sayers was the best kick return ever lived um and of course Sayers got in as a running back I I mean I'm not anti-Hester in that regard. I mean, we put specialists in now. I'm not anti-Hester. Tory Holt is a guy... I'm sort of leaning yes with Tory Holt. I mean, I thought he was just such a big part of uh, of the Rams' offensive show during the Warner years. Um, and then Andre Johnson, the wide receiver with Houston, Texas... He's my first choice of all the guys on this on this list. I, I think Andre Johnson was one of the great receivers of all time, and I think had he played somewhere else that had better quarterback play, I think that and I don't. It doesn't list his numbers here. I believe he had over twelve thousand receiving yards. Um, look that up for me, Ron. Look up Andre Johnson um, career stats and give me his total receiving yards. I think he was over twelve thousand receiving yards, and again, he did it in Houston. Uh, so to me, that you get like extra credit for that. Um, Julius Peppers, you know, I don't know how you judge Julius Peppers. I mean, he's one of the greatest athletes that ever played. There are times he looked like a certain Hall of Famer, and then there are other times that he didn't. You, 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 you know, who I would one thousand sixty-two. No, no, that's that's oh, good. that's wait, that's reception. Yeah. Uh, fourteen one eighty five. It's even more than I thought. Yeah, Andre Johnson was my my first choice on on this list, and that's even uh, that's even more than I remember. So he would be my first choice. Julius Peppers. Um. You know what? I guess my problem with Julius Peppers is this: he's sort of to me like the Andrew Jones of football. You know, when when Braves fans, we've done this. When Braves fans are asked about Andrew Jones in the Hall of Fame, they they don't like it. Most of the Braves fans that, and we've asked this question before, so I know. Most of the Braves fans are, are just don't view, who watched Andrew Jones play every day, just didn't view him as a Hall of Famer. You know, obviously he was a great defensive player, but. You know, and there was always this question of whether, what kind of effort he was given, that type of thing. Well, the same thing was true with Julius Peppers. That's why he's sort of like the the Andrew Jones of of defensive players. I mean, you might have to put him in just based on his physical dominance, but you know, he was one of those guys that you just you weren't always sure that you were getting 
great effort out of him, and that's troublesome to me in terms of Hall of Fame. Fred Taylor, a great running back, no Hall of Fame. Reggie Wayne, great receiver, no Hall of Fame. Patrick Willis, uh, you know, again, he's the guy. He's the the Tony Baselli of linebackers, the uh, the Gale Sayers of linebackers. Short lived career, seven years uh, was seven years enough at linebacker to get him in. Darren Woodson, really good player. You can make a case for for Darren Woodson. I'm inclined to lean yes on Patrick Willis just because I think for for those seven years, he was like Sayers. He was like Baselli. He was arguably the best at his position in the game. Um, Most of these other cats on this list, I don't think of as ever having been the best at their position, and that's what I look for in a Hall of Famer. I look for a guy, even if it was five years, that he was the best in the game at it. Eric Allen wasn't. Jared Allen wasn't. Willie Anderson was in that conversation. Evans wasn't. Uh, Freeney, maybe. Gates, uh, yes. Rodney Harrison, no. Uh, Hester, again, specialist, almost a separate category. Torrey Holt, um, good, but but I don't know if you'd put him in, in that category. But I, I, I like Holt long-term as Hall of Famer. Andre Johnson is uh, the first player, as I said, off this list for me. Peppers to me is like a maybe, despite his accomplishments. Fred Taylor, Reggie Wayne. I, I'm inclined to go Willis. Um, I, I mean, could I get five guys out of this? Probably, probably. I, I don't think it's a great. I don't think it's a great class. I mean, I, it's it's all right, but it, I don't think it's. I don't think it's great. Let me tell you about Gary Mahaffey. If you want great, uh, the WCCP relationship with insurance for seniors and disabled dates back several years now. You, the listeners, calling all the time with accolade after accolade about Gary Mahaffey and his crew. You trust them. You like them. Gary never gives you bad advice. He tells you the good, the bad, the ugly of every plan company that you're considering. Look, if the current plan you're on is better, in his opinion, they'll tell you to stick with it, even if it costs them a sale. So if you're not working with this guy, you're missing out. Call them today at 864-307-8484, 864-307-8484. And, you know, Gary's on both sides of this. He's He's been on Medicare himself for five years. And Gary works with seven of the largest Medicare insurance companies and represents approximately 125 of their plans. Look, I know some of you are sitting there as you're aging, you're thinking to yourself, well, you know, I'm not in an awful situation right now. Why settle for awful? As you get older, you deserve every benefit you're entitled to. And if Gary can help you, he'll do so. Find, get all the benefits you're entitled to. Speak to Gary. He is a great individual. Incredibly accommodating. By the way, in the unlikely event that you may want to consider another company plan uh, that Gary uh, doesn't represent, he'll still shepherd you through Medicare or SHIP to help you reach your goal. It's Gary Mahaffey. It's 864-307-8484. Tell him I say It's how it works. You can get in 654-767. Walter Tula Road Rage Quick Break. Hey, foodies, we want to talk to you about the Upstate's favorite taco spot, Willie Taco, with five locations across the Upstate. Our team has been serving up fresh taco fusion for a solid decade now. But let's not forget about the super fresh margaritas, ice-cold cerveza, and over 80 tequilas that are served up daily from behind our high-energy bar, with happy hour on weekdays starting at 4 p.m. The owners, all local Upstate dudes, love hosting the Willie Taco Fiesta for our amazing guests. 
Don't wait. Your Willie Taco Familia is ready to serve you up our twist on funky fresh fusion. It's the Willie way. Engineered Sleep has been a roar partner for over eight years, and your support has meant the world to them. They design and manufacture some of the best mattresses in the world right here in Greenville, South Carolina. If you've not visited their new 95,000 square foot facility at 333 North Pleasantburg Drive in Greenville, you should. Go check out their mattress showroom and also take a tour of their factory. It is rare that you can buy a mattress directly from a factory that has been making them since 1931. Valentine's Day is upon us, and you know, your team at Reed's Jewelers will make sure you find what you want for your loved one. From diamonds for her to watches for him, Reed's Jewelers, upstairs in Haywood Mall, next to Belk, endorsed by Roar listeners like Zeke. I'm calling in for one of your sponsors, man, Wally over there at Reed's Jewelers. Go check him out. They'll get you what you need. If not, he'll find it, and he will definitely take care of you. Zeke loves Reed's Jewelers. You will as well. Reed's Jewelers, Haywood Mall, next to Belk, online at reeds.com. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com sports. Ramp.com sports. RAMP.com slash sports. One of the best things about Clemson is the family atmosphere, and that's what we strive to offer at Harrison's. When my parents started Harrison's over 25 years ago, they weren't thinking about how fast they could grow. They focused on providing hardworking folks excellent customer service and the best workwear and work boots. And now we have grown, but our focus hasn't changed. And whether you're visiting a Harrison store for the first time or the hundredth time, we want you to feel like family. Come see us in Spartanburg and Malden or visit harrisonsusa.com. Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. So what exactly are the net rankings? I have no idea! Tune in every day until March as we try to figure it out. The Roar, where every day is game day. Walt up to the Road Rage. We are back. You know, I was talking to Ben Milstead during the break about uh, Joe Gerard. Ben popped in here and and he said, I know you love these kind of things. Do you know what uh, Gerard averaged in high school? I said, yeah, he was like over 40-something a game because it's funny. I, I just saw that like a couple weeks ago. I don't even remember why I saw it. 
you know, probably just my uh, 4 a.m. studies or something. Uh, but but yeah, like one year like 50 a game, and the other year like 48 a game. And here's something I didn't know. Uh, ben said also that that D and Don Munson were talking about it, and and he also threw for a boatload of yards as a quarterback in high school. And, but but the funny thing is about the Gerard thing. I was I was just thinking about this the other day, you know, because I, I had seen the the high school uh, basketball numbers, not the football numbers, and and I was thinking to myself, can you imagine guarding that dude in high school? You know, I sometimes think about that. You know, we, we see these guys who are who are just, you know, great players or great shooters, but we, we, we seldom think about them in high school. Like, you know, in you know, for example, on the Julius Peppers thing, somebody wrote me and um and I think this is a really good um a really good text. Texter six three seven said, uh, Peppers reminds me of Jadavian Clowney. Uh, that's a, I think it's a really good call on your part. He said probably a little bit better. I think that's a really good call on your part. Something similar to that. Right. And, and, you know, what do you, what do you do with that? I think it's, that's, that's excellent. It's really well done. Uh, but you know, that's what the thought process is, you know, like think about those two dudes. Okay. Whatever they ultimately turned into, we saw what Jadavian Clowney looked like here in high school. We saw it. It was unfair. Imagine Julius Peppers in high school. You know, think think about some of these dudes who went on to be, you know, insane players at the college of polo, and then imagine what it was like to, would have been like to compete against them in high school. You know, and and uh, Gerard in high school must have been firing jumpers from everywhere, and you know, I mean, from from everywhere. You know, he was doing the Steph Curry thing uh, in in high school back then, and and lighting people up, uh, absolutely lighting people up, unstoppable scoring machine. And, you know, and even at his size now and, you know, and, and he's not, you know, the greatest athlete in the world, but he knows how to carve out space for himself. And and he is still just a a a drop dead shooter. I mean, just an unbelievable, pure uh, shooter. Um, yeah. Orange Bill says Orange Bill said Zion abused the little high school kids. You know, he did. And really, that's the last we've seen of him. <laughs> That's that's really the last we've seen of him. I mean, I know he shows up every once in a while on an NBA court, but uh, but yeah. Uh, Dexter said um, on Gerard, um, he said he scored over forty seven hundred points in high school. LOL. See, I mean, that's that's just freaking insane. That's 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 impossible. You know, listen to this. Text said, "Funny you said that. I saw Peppers play basketball in high school. Yeah, I, I just imagine that." Imagine going up against Julius Peppers playing basketball in high school. Dexter <laughs> um, <laughs> said, Dexter said, I guess this is on Zion. He abused those whoppers too. <laughs> he did. He did. He did. He abused those whoppers too. And still is. Uh uh, Gamecock Will. Will, what's going on? What's going on, Will? How you doing, Will? Good to have you. I'm doing good. Uh, I got three quick things. Uh, number one, on the way home from work, I saw two big, huge Tennessee Bells buses going towards Clemson. They going to do something this weekend? Say, I'm sorry, say that one more time. I was coming home from work, and I saw two uh, huge Tennessee buses going towards Clemson. I didn't know what 
they playing close and win something. Yeah. Well, I don't know why you're going down one twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, they're coming to see you. Well. <laughs> but uh, I got a football question and basketball question. Yeah. Football. How do you feel about the Baylor hires and coaching wise? You mean, you mean his hires and then him separately? Well, I mean, he hires some new coaches. How do you yeah. feel about the new hires? Yeah, I, I think. I think he's done a pretty good job rounding out his staff. I know South Carolina fans have a number of complaints, and and uh, but I I think he I think he knows what he's doing. I mean, there were a ton of complaints last year about the offensive coordinator hire in Bells, and 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 it 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 sure seems like it worked. Okay, my basketball question is: Who would you say not the best? Inside the three-point shooter, who would you say the best three-point shooter is in the country? As far as college men, as far as men, yeah. Oh boy, um, I don't, I don't know. Um, there's so many great shooters. I don't know. Because the reason I asked that, would you put Caitlin Clark against the best shooter? Yes. In, 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 in college basketball, yes. I think Caitlin Clark is the best shooter in college basketball, men or women. Men or women, right? Yes. I do, too. Yep. I didn't know if anybody thought about that. But yep. Watching her, well, it's just unbelievable. Yep. I mean, what she does. Okay. Yeah, I, I was, I was going to ask you about that. I meant to ask you yesterday about it. But, I mean, I put Caitlin Clark against... I'd like to see her and Steph Curry go at it. Yeah, well, I, there's been a lot of talk about that. There, there's been there's been some uh, money brokers out there who would like to set that up, but you know, I don't know. I am just thinking about your hires again. I think, I think, uh, I think Dole Loggins as your OC has has done a nice job, um, and the rest I think we we need to wait to determine. There's a lot of complaints about defense and. But I, I think it's just too soon to judge anything. I think that on the surface, I, I think he's made some pretty good hires. And in terms of him, you know, I think he um, he has a very important year coming up. You know, it's a year that is going to decide uh, in large part his future. The schedule is going to be brutal. He somehow has to survive it, um, and we'll see. Do you think we can get six wins this year? I mean, I know, I know the schedule. I think we have a better team, but the schedule what worries me. Yeah, I, it's it's tough. I mean, the last time I looked at it, I was thinking, you know, it's going to be tough to get to a a bowl game with that schedule. We'll take another look at it because it's been a while since I looked at it. Well, I mean, we got three cupcakes, and you got Vanderbilt, then somebody else, I think. But then I think we can make Kentucky. I think. The last few years, our program is better in Kentucky. In football, yeah, um, I I don't know. Kentucky again has reinvented themselves. They'll have a new quarterback um, and uh, a lot of new pieces, but their offensive line should be better this year than it was uh, a year more mature. The receiving group is still going to be good, um, so we'll see. I think we make Kentucky. We go to both. That might be right. That might be right. I'll take a look at that. 
All right, Will, thank you. We're going to pull up uh, South Carolina's schedule. Texas said J.J. Reddick for me. Well, you know, again, I think that he, Will was asking about now. I mean, um, and it's it's a it's a tough call. There are a lot of great shooters in the country. Um, but if you ask me just pure shooting ability, you have three-point contests. Uh, and or a range contest in college basketball, who's going to win? Um, you know, again, men and women are playing with a different size basketball, but, you know, uh, letting them play with the the basketball that each sport uses, I, I would think that Caitlin Clark would beat anybody. Um, I just think she's, I just think she's too, just plain too good a shooter. Um. What is this? Um, yeah, it. Okay, let me get back to the phones. And you know, if if, uh, um, and I would guess, you know, that that uh, if Tennessee is uh, in the area, it's probably uh, related to track and field. I would guess. Um, and a texter just wrote me that too. I would think. Um, Georgia Tech, Mike, and then Len. Mike, how are you? Pretty good, Walt. Uh, I got a couple of basketball questions for you. Yeah, the first ahead. one is uh, on Shefflin. Uh, I ha- you may have done this, but have you ever compared him? Uh, I know you can't compare him directly, but uh, Charles Barkley. He seems to have the same body type. And well, uh, uses his weight, you know, even though he's not as tall, he kind of moves people around. With not as tall. this low center of gravity. We're not as tall as who? Charles Barkley. Barkley's uh, shorter, right? Yeah, Char- Charles is really like 6'4". Uh, Charles was never the 6'6", six, yeah. six he was listed at. And Ian Shufflin's not the 6'8", he, he's listed at. But the, the distinction between those two guys, just to be clear, is... Uh, Barkley's one of the greatest athletes to ever play the game, and uh, that's not yeah, that's not that. what he is. Bar- Barkley Barkley was the fastest, quickest jumper I I think the game has ever seen. Bar- one of Barkley's greatest strengths was one his natural strength. He's one of the naturally strongest players that ever lived. But one of his greatest strengths as a player was his ability to pogo stick jump. He would go- he would hit the ground and go up three or four times, where most people were still going up the first time. And that's one of the things that made Barkley so impossible to deal with. He was insanely strong, and he was such an explosive pogo stick leaper that you know other guys are going up the first time, and he's he's hitting the ground, going up and and down over and over again. Um, you know, so I, I'd, I'd be reluctant to compare anybody to Charles Barkley, uh, Mike, because I'm not. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, it's amazing how many rebounds Shefflin gets. Yeah. And you ask yourself, how does he do it when he's short? Yeah. But his hands are up there with the other guys. Well, you know. Uh, Maybe times his jumps better. Ian is uh, just a tenacious player. I mean, his, his, uh, he plays about as hard as anybody in America. And playing hard is still a recipe for getting things done. And Ian does all that. You know, he does all the dirty work things that other people uh, don't want to do. And this year he's expanded his game and I think demonstrated that he can be more than just that guy. 
Uh, and and next year he probably will be. Well, I think he called it last week when you said he'd been off his game a little bit, and you thought he, he made a get back into the swing of things. It'd make a big difference. Yeah, he's and, been a little banged up. He's he he has a, a you know we've talked about this one on air. He's had a calf injury of some sort, and and he's been a little banged up. Right, one other quick thing. PJ, does P.J. Hall look a little off from last year? It seems like at the end of the game, he's feeling the pressure more. And I'm wondering if the North Carolina game will uh, maybe take some of that pressure off going down the road. But he, he looks to me he's not quite as cool, calm, and collected at the end of the game as he was last year. Yeah. All right, Mike. I'll answer that so one for you. Alfair was good talking to you as always. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see that. I mean, I, I think he's having a a really tremendous season all the way around, um, and um, and and I think the if we're talking about three point shooting, he he was in a bit of a funk. I think he's coming out of it in in that regard. But I would keep this in mind too that you know I don't think he's had much of a break you know last year you had Middlebrooks and you could put Middlebrooks in for a few minutes and and he'd give you a few things Boz hasn't really been able to do that so PJ's had to play an awful lot of minutes and I think that's what's impacted his three-point shooting as much as anything the, the sort of volume and minutes and then it gets in your head when you start missing some it gets in your head but uh, I, I think he's really playing terrific basketball. I think the, the his game against North Carolina, you know, Brad had mentioned he was a little banged up too. His game against North Carolina, I thought, was uh, maybe the best game he's ever played in his career. So I, I thought his his defensive effort, his um, his defensive footwork was better in that game. Um, you know, I thought he was all over the place. I thought he was just absolutely terrific and if that means a springboard to playing even better that would be good news for Clemson um you know and, and again Brad indicated that both those guys are missing some practice time now so you know we'll see how all that plays out but uh but uh, no I think I think uh, PJ Hall is uh, is has moved toward the front of the pack for the player of the year in the league um you know I know Zeke called me a couple weeks ago and said well, you know, R.J. Davis is the clear front runner, don't you think? And I said, well, I think he's one of three guys. Well, you know, and I said, we, we have more games to play. Well, we, we played more games, and P.J. Hall outplayed uh, Davis badly. They don't play the same position. But the best player on the court when Clemson played North Carolina was P.J. Hall. It wasn't Davis. It wasn't even close. And so I think he's thrown himself right back in the mix for the ACC Player of the Year, so which he wouldn't have been a year ago. Um, you know, a year ago he was coming off injury significant injury he's still playing uh hurt um so uh, you know i think this year he's been a dominant force which is why he's one of the wooden finalists and why he's legitimately uh one of the top three guys in the acc and quite honestly he outplayed the other two guys he outplayed filipowski when clemson went to duke and there was no return game and that's a game obviously clemson really won had it stolen from him and then he outplayed uh davis in the uh, game at north carolina I mean, that's inarguable. So, you know, he should be front and center of this conversation for ACC Player of the Year, in my opinion. 
Uh, I think he's a legitimate. If, if he wins, I think it, it would be legitimate, and I think it's just. Um, and uh, quite honestly, I don't know that you're taking any of those guys before him. I, I don't know that you're taking Filipowski before P.J. Hall. I don't know that you're taking Davis before P.J. Hall. There's some other factors in, in those circumstances. Um, but in terms of ACC Player of the Year, I, I think he's moved to front and center. So, no, I, I don't – I see it a little differently, Mike. Uh, Len and Greenville will come right to you on the other side. Quick break. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Brakes? We can save you 15% on that. We have OE quality Duralast brake pads and rotors in stock, ready for pickup or delivery. We also have calipers, brake fluid, tools, and anything else you'll need to do the job right. When you get Duralast pads and rotors together, you'll save 15%. It's just part of what makes us America's number one brakes destination. Are you tired of living with the discomfort of peripheral neuropathy symptoms? Well, relief is just a call away. Introducing Sumus Laser Therapy, a breakthrough treatment for peripheral neuropathy that could change your life. Say goodbye to tingling, numbness, and pain in your extremities. Dr. David Maroos, DC in Greenville, is here to guide you on your journey to a pain-free life. With state-of-the-art Sumus Laser Therapy, you can experience real relief. Look to a brighter future. Call 864-292-6777 now to schedule your consultation. Nothing says I love you like a clean home. This Valentine's Day, call the cleaning pros at zero res. Right now, mention me, Mickey Plowler, and The Roar, and you'll get three rooms of carpet clean for just $109, plus a free hallway. Book online at ZeroResGreenville.com. Did you miss out on your favorite Clemson sportswear? At Tiger's Sports Shop, we still have your favorite gear from Lululemon, Nike, and more. With a full selection for all ages, you can continue to show your Tiger pride for the new year. We help you wear your Clemson pride on your sleeves. If you're short of time, shop our website at tigersports.com and either pick up your order or have it shipped to you direct. Visit one of our two locations in Clemson today. The Tiger Sports Shop is all in, all the time. Go Tigers! Looking for a job with a company that's focused on family? Glenn Raven's Anderson Plant, maker of high-quality Sunbrella products, is hiring now. As a family-run company offering competitive hourly rates to help you support your family, you'll enjoy premium benefits, including a pension program and much more. You'll qualify for a $1,500 sign-on bonus, and once you're hired, if you refer someone who gets hired, you'll get a $2,000 referral bonus, too. If you're experienced or willing to be trained, apply today at join.sumbrella.com. Nothing says I love you like romantic, timeless jewelry. Even better when you can save an extra 20%. Right now at Diamonds Direct, all fashion favorite jewelry is 20% off. That's earrings, bracelets, pendants, bands, colored gemstone jewelry. Get 20% off Diamonds Direct's already unbeatable prices. Special financing, too. Get her something she can enjoy and appreciate for years to come. A fashion favorite from Diamonds Direct. Shop in-store or online at DiamondsDirect.com. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. When you wake up well-rested on a great mattress, everything becomes clear. Huh, I do make everything about me. Things you missed when you were tired finally reveal themselves. That meeting could have been an email. It's the President's Day sale at Mattress Firm. Save up to $500 on select Tempur-Pedic adjustable mattress sets and get a $300 gift toward pillows and more, all with free and fast delivery. The right mattress matters. We'll find yours. Restrictions apply. See store or website for details. The Upstate's home for the best coverage of the NFL Draft. 
and the top 100 players is right here on The Roar on Road Rage with Walt Deptula. Weekdays from 3 to 7 p.m., where every day is game day. To the road rage, we are back. You know, you know, going back to Will's question about their their hirings. Let me just uh, cherry pick one guy who I don't like. All right, um, the rest of them to me are are fine. I mean, some of them are hard to evaluate. You know, you don't see this, some of these guys working on a day to day basis, and all you really have to go by is what you see on the field in terms of their uh, their positional duties and how that how that uh, you know positional unit for the respective team that they come from uh, steps up. I think they made a good special teams hire. You know, after you lost Lembo, I think they made a good special teams hire. But but the one hire that I absolutely do not like, I don't like James Coley. I think James Coley is a friggin' idiot. So, uh, you know, we'll see. I don't even really understand what you did in that situation uh, in, in moving uh, Justin Stepp to, to uh, tight ends. I'm not exactly sure what you did there, or nor am I sure why you did it. But I, I'm not a James Coley guy. I think James Coley's an idiot. So um, we'll see how that plays out. I, I Listen, I thought James Coley was an idiot at Miami. Uh when he went to Georgia, I warned the Georgia people that you had hired an idiot, and they were all like, "No, Walt, you know, we know." And then, uh, and then, of course, they all admitted in short order that James Coley was an idiot. So, uh, to me, uh, I'm not a James Coley guy. I mean, uh, I remember seeing him uh, sitting on a lawn chair in Miami with sunglasses on and like a Hawaiian shirt. Uh, you know, when. When Miami needed football coaching, it just, I just remember it, it rubbed me the wrong way. Then it's not, but that's not why I don't like him. It, it, that didn't help. But I, I just think, uh, I just think he's no good. I don't, I don't, I don't really understand that move. I would question that move. I don't care. You know, again, I think Miami people found that out. I think the Georgia people found that out. And you know, I don't know about you know. Um, I don't know about what A&M found out, but A&M sucked, right? So I guess they found out too. And now South Carolina will find out. You know, James Coley is like a, to me, like a hired gun who just doesn't do anything. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he improves the product at all. So that's the one hire that I'm not a fan of. Not a fan of the James Coley hire. The rest of them, I think, at least on paper, are, are fine. You know, and I'm, and I'm, Looking over the rest of them now, and and uh, and they were all as I recollect, but um, but I, I think all those hires are fine. I just I'm not not in love with the James Coley hire. Uh, Len, Len, how are you, Len? Good to have you. Good, good. Um, so I'm I'm a nice person, but 
when it comes to this radio show, I, I don't think I'm as nice as you all because I've got to <laughs> I've got to give Gamecock Will some bad news. Right. If Ben Johnson was coaching your offense and Bill Belichick decided to coach your defense next year, you guys would still suck. And let me explain why. You're losing Juice Wells, who the only reason I can think left is probably for money, because why wouldn't the guy oh, yeah. who you gave a shot to that waited all last year, if he was at Clemson, he wouldn't have left if he was that in, in that culture. So the fact that you lost Juice Wells after supporting him says a lot about your program. You lost that group with pretty good running back to USC, and uh, you lost that defensive lineman to Oregon, and you People, South Carolina is the, the place where people come in and take your good players. So you did have spent. So let me explain how next year is going to go, Gamecock Will, and I hate to do this, but Spencer Rattler is better, 10 times better than anything you got at quarterback next year. Juice Wells is better than anybody you got at receiver. You got a few okay receivers, some retread pickups you got from the transfer portal, and you're losing Leggett. So you're losing three really dynamic players. And you're really not that good on the offensive line. you got this, quote, great wall coming in. No freshman is going to come in and dominate. Your defensive line stinks. Um, so, you know, Gamecock will, I, you know, you're not going to be very good next year, okay? So let's just let's just be honest. Let's keep it real. Let's not, let's not think you're going to be good because you're not. Your, your team's just not good. Your roster's very average compared to the rest of the country. Um, so there, that's that. Now your next caller, and I, I'm really not trying to go off on callers, but did I hear someone compare Ian Shefflin to Charles Barkley? Charles Barkley not only could rebound and score from a lot of places, but he could dribble. Have you ever seen that guy dribble yeah. as well and get his open shot? Ian Shefflin maybe would be more like a poor man's Dennis Rodman. So if you want to look at Ian Shefflin, you could say, very good rebounder, that's what Rodman did, but Love Ian Shefflin because he's, I'm a Clemson guy, but he might not make it. He's not more than probably a D-league player in the NBA. I mean, let's just well, – Well, honestly, don't, the, don't the, the, guy, the, guy, the guy he's a little more like, to be quite honest, is actually Draymond Green. And I've made that comparison before. He's a little more Draymond Green-like uh, in the in the way in his complete game and all the things he does well, you know, uh, and, 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 and the limitations and the body type. He's a little more like that. Maybe. Yeah. Without the antics. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I could see that, but I and I don't like Draymond Green at all. I can't stand Draymond Green, yeah. but I don't think Shefflin's going to make the impact. That, now, Draymond played on a really good team, well, again, but I don't think he's yeah, going to make I'm not, that impact. And I'm not saying, I'm, I'm never saying that. I've never said anything of the of yeah. sort in that regard. Just want oh, to yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, okay. I'm, 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 we're just and, talking about, making comparisons to NBA players. And and obviously, Charles Barkley's one of the greatest players of all time. Charles Barkley, oh my goodness. Um, All right, and then the last thing, love Caitlin Clark. The issue that she's going to have in the next level is not that her game, I think eventually she's going to score a lot. Her passing's going to show up because, and I'm not going to get into all the reasons, we're not going to go down this road. She's going to have the biggest bullseye on her back when she gets to the WNBA. There's going to be a lot of jealousy. And they're going to put their best defender. They're going to come at her like Jordan and Pippen came after Kukoc yeah. in in those Olympics. And she is going to have everyone coming at her. But I think she's so good. Yeah, she's up you're going to see her passing ability first, yeah. Yeah. first, and then she'll get. But she has got a lot 
that's going to be put on her when she gets to the WNBA. But I think her talent's so good. Now, as far as shooting, you know, nowadays, I'm Larry Bird. He's my favorite player of all time. Yeah. They're shooting threes like everybody does today, and they're shooting, whereas Bird could shoot from anywhere on the court. So if you're asking me, and I know you didn't bring this up, but, yeah, Steph Curry, Caitlin Clark, let's have a three-point contest. But these players nowadays, they shoot threes or maybe they drive and do a layup. Back in Bird's day, he was shooting from everywhere on the court, everywhere, 10, 12 feet, 8 feet, three-point, you name it, and he could do it. So if you're asking me best shooter, that's what I think a shooter is, not just chucking up three points all the time. And I feel like Curry and and Caitlin Clark, Caitlin drives now, but I never see the mid-range from these guys. Um, it, it, in the NBA well, look, game the, now, yeah, look, the but, mid-range game know? has basically disappeared from basketball uh, because the analytics say that it, it makes more sense to shoot threes, and so that's what that's the evolution of the game, and we've seen that. Look, I if Bird had knew three-point shooting was going to be so important, it would have been, and the analytics were going to change. He would have he would have done more of it, and he would have killed people with it. Like if if Bird showed up today in this game and played oh that God. way, he would rip this he would rip this league to shreds and and his three point shooting would be un, unbelievable. You know, it, the game was much more physical then and he took you know, and that's part of it. He was always involved in physical battles because he was an elite rebounder too. So, you know, and that impacts your your shooting when you're in those physical wars all game as opposed to just standing outside and throwing up threes all the time. And they'll guard you, too. Yeah. If you watch some of bird shot, yeah. they're in your face, and you're falling out of bounds, hitting them. Yeah. So so I'm, I don't want to be one of these old-school guys, oh, this yeah. the guy's back then. But I'll tell you one thing. If you Chill put bird swoops. in today, he's a 35-10-10 guy. Oh, yeah. That's his, I honestly believe yeah. that. So, yep. But anyway, multiple championships, too. Yep. So, all, all right, thanks. Thank you, Lynn. Uh On the South Carolina front, uh, <laughs> I see you, Rona. On the South Carolina front, you know, look, I, I think Sellers has talent. And and uh, and I think that Rocket Sanders is an elite running back if he's if he's fully healthy. Remember, Rocket Sanders rushed for nearly 1,500 yards in the SEC just two years ago. You put Sellers with Sanders now. You have a 230 pound plus running back. You have a 230 pound plus quarterback. Both really athletic. You could do some different things. You also in Nicholas Harbor have an insane physical talent that, uh, of course, now he's going to be coached by James Coley, so I don't know how, how that's going to help him. But but I think Harbor on his own was, was, was sort of ready to take the next step now anyway. So I would expect him to be a bigger factor. And I, I'll tell you this, uh, I think Brady Hunt, the, uh, the tight end that South Carolina brought in from Ball State, uh, I think he's an NFL player. I, I think he, he, you're talking about... I wrote this on Twitter a couple weeks ago. I said, you know, no one's talking about this guy, but the, the, the impact player that South Carolina brought in that no one knows is Brady Hunt, the tight end. And I, and just to, to show you, I think I did a top 100 college player list before last football season, and I put Brady Hunt on that list, the Ball State tight end, and now he's going to South Carolina. Uh, he came to South Carolina as a two-star quarterback, now he's 6'6", 260, or whatever he is, and uh, and he is a he's a big time player as a as a tight end, and I I expect him to make a significant impact for South Carolina. So there are some pieces there. 
You know, I, I don't know how it all plays out. Did you pull up their schedule, Ramona? I'm coming to you guys on the phone lines. It's uh, yeah. It's Michael and James. Michael wants to talk about Clemson basketball. And th- there's a couple other things I want to get to about Clemson basketball, too, before we get out of here today. Um, before we do, before we get to uh, any of that, let me tell you about Twin Peaks. Look, where are you going to watch the Super Bowl? I mean, are you kidding me? Get to Twin Peaks for the Super Bowl. You know, uh, it, there's no place like it. And don't forget... Coming up from February 11th to the 14th is the Sweethearts costume, uh, costume Party. Scenic Views are calling you to Sweethearts Week. Swing by for the Scenic Views wrapped in red and steal your heart specials at the Sweethearts Week Costume Party, February 11th to the 14th. Finally, the Super Bowl. The biggest Sunday in the game is here. Show up early. First 100 fans get a free square, and every fan walks away with the free fried pickles bounce back it's Twin Peaks. Soon it will be March Madness, and we'll be talking about college basketball. Where are you going to watch it all? It's all at Twin Peaks, whether it's soccer, UFC, boxing, basketball, football. It's all at Twin Peaks all the time. Uh, come for the scenic view. Stay for the 80 high definition monitors. And no matter where you sit, it's a great seat. It just doesn't get better. And then, amazingly, it does, because the biggest surprise at Twin Peaks is the food. It's the scratch-made food. So while you're enjoying all this action and you're enjoying all the incredible scenic views, especially Sweethearts Week from February 11th to the 14th, you will be eating in style because the food at Twin Peaks is all freaking outstanding. So get to Greenville, Twin Peaks. You will thank me later. Tell them we sent you. All right. Um, 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 let me get to the phones here. Uh, Michael, Michael, how are you, Michael? Good to have you. Walter, good to talk to you again. Same here, Michael. Um, wanted to uh, discuss some of the things I've heard about Clemson basketball in recent weeks, particularly in the style of play we've seen when um, P.J. Hall has been um, in foul trouble or not on the court. And the thing that I see that is most troubling to me is that very rarely do we see R.J. Godfrey, Beetle, Wiggins making a deserted effort to get into the paint and either dish or put up a shot. Because when P.J. is not on the floor, inside out is the way this team needs to go. And the two guys that are floating around on the perimeter need to get themselves into position to receive a kick out and put up a good shot. And that's, that's been the missing element, is somebody who's willing to attack the basket when P.J.'s not on the floor. Shefflin does it at times. Beetle does it at times. Godfrey does it at times. But there's no one consistent player that's ready to put their head down and go to the rim. Well, you know, look, I don't, I don't know. I'm not quite sure about that, Michael. I mean, I, like, I think Godfrey, and, and, you know, he's playing a limited number of minutes uh, and he, I think he knows his role, but every time he touches a ball, he goes to the rim. I mean, that's why he's shooting 63% from the field. Hold on, Michael. I started you late. Hold on. Walt up to the road rage. Quick break. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville-Anderson, WAHT-AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar. I'm a donut nut, I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme. I'm Glenn Race with Krispy Kreme Donuts in Anderson and Spartanburg.